0: When the English fleet met with the Spanish fleet returning from Peru loaded with coins, no state of war existed between the two nations. What would follow would change that, and the Nuestra Senora de las Mercedes would explode before finding her final resting place at the bottom of the ocean. The story of the cargo of her coins was far from over, though. It would turn into an international battle though this one was fought in the courts. Hello, and welcome to the Shipwreck Archive. Thank you. Would you happen to have the contested treasure of Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes? Here we are. Enjoy! The Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes had sailed from Cadiz to Lima to fill her hold with the products of the South American mints of Spain. Now that she was off the coast of Portugal, her dangerous voyage was almost over, but an English fleet now appeared on the horizon. Peace treaty or not, this was not a welcome sight for the Spanish treasure fleet and it was even less so when it became clear that the English fleet was headed in their direction. The Spanish fleet could only wait to see what it was that the English ships wanted of them. They had just heard that morning from a Dutch ship that peace between England and Spain was still intact, but with the overwhelming force of the English side clear, the order was given for the Spanish ships to prepare for combat and to hoist the Spanish flags. Almost as soon as the ink was dried on the Treaty of Amia, Spain had turned her attention to the huge wealth that had been sitting in her South American colonies as war had raged. The peace of Amia was an uneasy one, offering a moment of respite during the bitter Napoleonic Wars, but with all involved, dubious of the intentions of the nations around them. Though Spain had not joined back into the war with England yet, It had made it clear that it was allied to France, and England was beginning to grow tired of Spain's help and support towards their enemy. Determined it was only a matter of time before Spain declared war on them again, England took an aggressive stance. A naval squadron was dispatched to intercept the Spanish treasure ships that were known to be returning from South America. An English officer shouted a challenge to the fleet once they were within hailing distance, inquiring who they were and where they were going. The Spanish commander, José Bustamante, responded. To his shock, the English officer then announced that it was his orders to bring the Spanish fleet to an English port. To the Spanish fleet, who had just been assured just that morning that peace still existed between the two nations, this was a shocking and unreasonable demand, and they flatly refused. The English responded with a broadside. Almost immediately, the two fleets would be locked in combat. Though it was clear from the start that the English had the advantage in armament and numbers. Their advantage would be even stronger when at approximately 9:15 in the morning, an explosion rocked the waters, stunning all of the combatants, friend and foe alike. The Nuestra Senora de las Mercedes had jumped into the air with a powerful bang as her ammunition locker had exploded. The disaster changed the tone of the rest of the battle. The Fama tried to escape, but was unable to. The Medea, Bustamante's flagship, had been devastated by the English guns, and they decided to surrender at around ten that morning. The Clara attempted to continue the fight, But now severely outnumbered and surrounded on all sides, it too was forced to surrender, shortly after the devastating blow of losing the Mercedes. The English frigate that was responsible for the sinking of the Mercedes, the Amphion, did what it could in order to save the people in the water from the Spanish ship, but it quickly became clear that a majority of the people on board had gone down with her. In the end, the Amphion was only able to save forty people from a company of over three hundred. The one sided nature of the battle could be clearly seen in the count of the dead and the wounded on each side. Not including the people who had gone down with the Mercedes, including the family of Captain Alvier, there were twenty deaths on the Spanish side and eighty wounded. On the English side, the toll was much lower with only two dead and seven wounded. Though the Spanish captains were allowed to keep their swords, the English flag now fluttered above the Spanish flag on their ships, proclaiming to the world that they had been captured. The three remaining Spanish ships were brought back to England as prisoners. If Vice Admiral Graham Moore of the English fleet expected that his fortune would now be made with his rich prize ships, he would be disappointed. He was estimated to have captured three to four million pounds at the value that the coins had at the time. Normally, such a capture would have made the fortune of not only the admiral involved, but also any captains who were part of the engagement to the system of prize money. The admiralty quickly declared that it belonged to the government, however, with no right of shares given to the men who had fought for it. The justification for such an action was that there had been no state of war in existence between Spain and England, something that conveniently ignored that Vice Admiral Moore had been following orders when he had captured the fleet. Though there was no state of war at the time that the Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes was sank, the Battle of Cabo de Santa Maria, as the engagement would be known as, ensured that war was quickly declared between the two nations. For Spain, the attack on her treasure fleet and the loss of over 250 of her citizens in a peacetime attack was an unforgivable breach of the Treaty of Amiens. The Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes was considered by many to be a war grave, a site where the victims of that attack should peacefully be allowed to rest. Of course, the rumors of the huge fortune that Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes had been carrying on her last voyage was enough to make it so that not everyone would feel that she should be left alone. Still, Outside of speaking about the implications that her sinking had had on the history of the Napoleonic Wars, few talked about her until 2007, when the Odyssey Marine Exploration Company announced that they had found the largest haul of coins to ever be pulled from the ocean. The question in Spain was what ship did they belong to? If they were from a Spanish state-owned ship, no matter how old, The doctrine of sovereign immunity in maritime law would make this fortune theirs. But if it was a private ship that had been carrying Spanish coins, Odyssey would have their claim to them. With no shortage of Spanish treasure at the bottom of the ocean, proving her identity would prove to be difficult. Odyssey would argue that the coins they had found were from the Merchant Royal, an English ship that had gone down in the 1600s with a huge cargo of coins that it had been carrying for Spain. The Merchant Royal was a long-time target of Odyssey because its nature as an English ship, chartered by the Spanish government, would ensure that they would have claim to the money. As Odyssey pulled the coins from the ocean, however, Spain began to have its doubts about whether what Odyssey had found was the merchant royal. The coins did not seem to be of the right era. Indeed, they seemed much more recent than the 1600s. Without telling anyone where the wreck had been found that had carried the coins, Odyssey transported the coins to the United States, its main base of operations. They did so with valid papers from the United States, with an American Salvage Award, and at great expense to themselves. Based on where it was that Odyssey had been working, Spain had a strong suspicion which ship the coins actually come from. Almost as soon as the coins arrived in the United States, Spain filed papers with the courts in Florida, demanding more information about the wreck in order to identify it. Armed with the information that came from this motion, Spain now became more certain, and demanded that the coins be returned as items that most likely came from Nuestra Senora de las Mercedes. It would turn into a five-year-long court battle over the ship that Odyssey had codenamed Black Swan. Spain was not the only nation to lay claim to the coins. Peru also joined pointing out that the coins had been produced in their territory and by their people. To add to the confusion of ownership even more, many of the coins had actually had private owners, though they were transported on a vessel belonging to the Spanish government. The people who were descended from those original owners of the coins also filed pleadings with the court requesting that their ancestral inheritance be returned to them. in 2009, after many court filings, a decision was made. The first of which was that the vessel that Odyssey had found was indeed the Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes and was Spanish property. The second decision was that the court had no jurisdiction in the matter under the Foreign Sovereignty Immunities Act. On those grounds, they honored Spain's motion to dismiss the Odyssey salvage case and They ordered that the money should be returned to Spain. Odyssey had no right to hold on to it, so long as it had not been awarded to them in their salvage case. There were further allegations levied by Spain against Odyssey, including the possibility that Odyssey had intentionally hidden 300 coins solely for the reason that they showed evidence of the explosion that had sank the Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes. While ships carrying Spanish coins sinking along the coast of Portugal had not been terribly uncommon, there were far fewer ships carrying Spanish coins that had exploded. At first, Spain's case had looked as though it had hit a snag when a cannon from the Invincible Armada of 1588 was found on the wreck site and brought forward by Odyssey as evidence. Surely such an old cannon did not belong on a ship from the 1800s. In the end, this would only strengthen the case for Spain, however, as it was found in the Manifest of the Mercedes that just such a cannon had been part of her cargo. It became very clear, as the case went on, what the identity of the wreck most likely was, no matter how much Odyssey argued otherwise. As for the descendants of the people who had originally owned the coins, the courts pointed out that the United States and Spain have a treaty that requires the United States to treat Spanish wrecks in the same way it would treat United States' sovereign wrecks. This meant that the coins on the Mercedes were officially a part of the wreck, and not a separate matter, under the Sunken Military Craft Act and the Abandoned Shipwreck Act. Odyssey, who had spent large sums of money in the salvage of the wreck, thinking that they had rights to it, appealed the decision but met with refusals up to the Supreme Court of the United States. Defeated in 2012, two Spanish C 130 military planes took off from Florida, loaded with 595,000 silver coins and an undisclosed amount of gold. Spain rejected the idea of selling the coins to ease their national debt and instead distributed them to various museums for display as an important part of Spanish history. As James Gould, the lawyer who represented Spain in this case, put it, this ship's sinking could be best compared to the USS Arizona. In both cases, they were ships that had been sank outside of war but had caused their nations to go to war. And in both cases, their nations treated them as war graves to honor the deaths of their citizens who had never expected the attack. Spain had no interest in seeing anything from such a site being sold as souvenirs to a public interested in old coins. Indeed, Spain was not finished with Odyssey, And they eventually won a judgment against Odyssey for over a million dollars for their court expenses and lawyer fees. Odyssey was by no means finished by this blow. They have gone on to continue their work they are famous for, finding well known vessels that went down full of coins and treasures, and salvaging them generally with no difficulties. In this case, however, they can be compared to Vice Admiral Graham Moore who had so hoped that capturing the fleet of Spanish treasure ships would lead to his fortune, only to have them taken away. The allure of such coins is great, and many men died for them. But they have reached their original destination at last in Spain, where it seems they will finally rest. For the court documents for the fight over the coins of the Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes, please see the case law database entry for the shipwreck on the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime website. For more information about this ship and the battle that sank her, please see our sources in the description below. Thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting the shipwreck archives. See you soon.